One of the things that is so important is miracles. A miracle a day keeps the devil away. Uh, we need miracles. Uh, so often, when you come into a church, you've got to realize what God's about. God's about doing something for you, but basically, unless you respond to God, all that he's done doesn't reach you. And one of the reasons so many people live outside a miracle power is they basically accept what God's done, but don't realize their response is important. And I want to talk about true faith. Because always when I look round, and you know, I was looking around this morning, sometimes you've got to stir yourself up, haven't you? Hmm? You can turn around and say, well, I believe God. Well, so does the devil. I believe God can do things, so does the devil. And Jesus said to Thomas, he said, you know, blessed is he who believes, who hasn't seen. Thomas said, Lord, you know, I'll believe if I can just put my hand in your side, if I, if I can put my finger in the hole in your hands, then I'll believe it's you, you're risen from the dead. And when he turned up and he said, all right, Thomas, come on. And then he said, it's blessed the person who, who hasn't seen and yet believes. And faith demands that we believe God before we see the reality of what we expect. Faith demands that we move out beyond ourselves. Now this morning, I want to challenge your heart. Listen, each one of you, if you'll hear what I say, something will happen inside you. If you just sit there and listen, nothing will happen. I guarantee God will do something for you this morning, but he wants you to do something. And you can make up your mind. Today you can come in and you can walk out the same way you walked in, or you can make up your mind, I came here to meet God and I'm going out different. It's a determination. I came here because I determined that I was going to meet with the living God. Or is it just church? I came because, you know, that's what you do on a Sunday. I came to meet with God. You know, the essence of reality is the tree of life. And the essence of deception is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And every one of us hops from one tree to another. And we need to live with life. I'm alive. He lives in me. It doesn't matter about having all your doctrine right. It matters about the source of your life. It doesn't matter about having all your concepts right, it matters about how you're living, what you live from, what you're living for. This morning what matters is, is God the source of your life in every area? That's all that matters. And when you go to Hebrews you find 
uh, I want to start Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 through faith we understand what do you understand that the world were framed by what the whole of creation was framed by what the word of God so if you want something to change in your life what do you need the word of God you don't need an experience you don't need to somehow lay hold of something great you need to understand that the world was framed I understand the world was framed by the word of God if you don't believe in creation story don't ever call yourself a Christian call yourself a heathen that's what you are you understand that don't you come to me with a nonsense of saying oh well it took millions of years it took what God says it took that's it if you don't understand that you don't understand anything and you never will till you get born again because everyone who's truly born again knows that God created heaven and earth six days it took to get everything in order on the seventh day he rested that's plain isn't it we understand that you all understand that don't you hmm? the writer of the Hebrew said that's it we understand through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear in other words God made the whole of creation he just spoke it into being it wasn't there he spoke this great creator of heaven and earth just decided one day in his heart and he spoke out the words and there what he spoke became wonderful most wonderful thing I understand that but you can only understand it if you have faith without faith you can't understand it without faith you'll say oh well you know well what about Darwin what about this what about that well you see you just don't live <laughs> if you're a Christian you've got faith just live by faith I understand that and understanding comes by faith it doesn't come by mental reason and assent it comes by faith you get born again by faith don't you huh and that not of yourself it's a gift of God I could never believe in the creation story until I became a Christian once God filled me with the Holy Ghost hey I could I found it impossible not to believe what he said up to that point I found it impossible to believe what he said in reality once God filled me with the Holy Ghost that was it I would move from a person of of unbelief to a person of faith and, and faith gave me understanding and one of the things I understood was God created everything and this morning some of you need to understand if you haven't got to that place well you're just a mess nothing less than a mess 
In fact, you're a horrible mess if you don't understand this. You're just outside of anything. Now, you see, if you start from there, and we're starting from the beginning, creation story, then you understand verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. You see, faith takes me beyond hope. Because when I hope for something, I just hope. But faith makes what I hope for reality. There comes a place where in my life I hope for something. Now I can keep hoping and hoping and hoping. There's a lot of people all around the country who are hoping for revival. Well, you can hope for revival till the cows come home. You can pray for revival till the cows come home. It won't happen. But when you start to have faith, all of a sudden you have the substance. You have the reality of it. Do you understand that? Hope is so, oh, well, I hope it'll be different. Well, I hope so. Well, that's not faith. That's the enemy of faith. Lots of people live, you know, and say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a real believer. I hope this will happen. I hope. I don't hope for anything. I know. I believe. It becomes substance. So many people live in hope. They think there's a virtue in hope. There's no hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's why you see some people who are praying for revival and can't understand why it doesn't come. Hey, you only need to revive what's dead. If you're alive, you don't need revival. But faith gives substance to what we believe, doesn't it? Hmm? In my life, I have faith, therefore I've got the substance. I'm not looking for it. I'm not trying to work it up. I just know. God's done it. Now, isn't that simple? Hmm? Faith is what? The substance. Say it's the reality. If I have faith, go and say, if I have faith, I have the reality. If I haven't got the reality, I haven't got faith. If I'm hoping, I'm hoping. It's not substance. It's hope. It's future. If I have faith, it's present. Which means now. Because now is the acceptable time. Hope is for the future. Christians live by faith. Is that simple? Are you sure you understand? You understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hmm? Are you sure? Right, go on. We're going to look. Turn with me to Matthew 19. Matthew... Chapter 19. You remember in verse 24 it says Jesus um, 
Uh, let's take verse 23. And Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. That is very awkward, isn't it? Hmm? Because a rich man who hasn't got born again can't even see and can't enter into the kingdom of God. And a person who loves riches will never love God. You can't serve God and mammon. You know, if, if your idea of life is money, money is not security, money is fal falsehood. Lots of people believe money is the answer to life. I want to tell you, money isn't the answer to life. Really isn't. Jesus is the answer to life. Thank God he blesses us and prospers us. Amen? He don't want you to be poor. God's against poverty. God's wanting to bless you and bless the work of your hands and if your hands work, he'll bless it. I'm not for poverty, but one thing he did want everyone to know is a rich man, a man who sets his heart and love on riches, is in trouble. Life isn't in the abundance of the things you have. Life's in Christ. But he doesn't mean by that that every Christian should be poor. That is totally false. God wants to bless us abundantly. He wants everyone in the world to know those Christians, look how they prosper. He wants everyone to be envious of the way a Christian has joy. A Christian has blessing. Christian is one of those people who in the world they say, oh, those Christians. Really bugs them, doesn't it? They, they see, hey, why should Christians have the best cars? Why shouldn't they? Hmm? Why should they have the best homes? Why shouldn't Why should their businesses do so? Well, of course they will. But, there's a condition, you know. You don't serve mammon, you serve God. Your whole life's given over to God. They don't understand. That's our secret, isn't it? That's our secret of success. And they try and figure it out. They say, well, why is it? God's on my side. Why is God on my side? Because I'm on his side. And once I'm on his side, everything changes in my life. Simple. And there Jesus says, you know, but for a rich man... It's hard to go through the eye of a needle. He doesn't say you can't. He says it's just hard. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? And then he goes on. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible. But, but what? With God? Hey, rich man. Now you see a lot of Christians would say, oh no, you, rich men can't. God says it's impossible with men, but with God all things are possible. Amen? You see, he was just pointing out, people would always say, oh rich men can't. God says, yes, rich men can with man it's impossible, with God all things. God can change anyone's heart, can't he? With God it's possible. 
with man. So now we need God. He comes and he says, riches make something impossible. Now he says, but with man it's impossible. And the disciples' questioning was, who can be saved? Who can have their sins forgiven? Who can be saved from their diseases, from their sicknesses, from their bondages? Who? And he says, look, with man, impossible. With God, possible. Who can change a heart and a life? With man, impossible. With God, all things are possible. Who can change the circumstances of my life? With man? With man? With God? So our possibility in life is with God, isn't it? Everything in your life, everything you feel, everything that's going on in your life, all the things you feel can't change. The circumstances, the situations in your life you feel are impossible. It's true they are, but with Today you can come into this church and you can say there are things about my life, there are things about my situation, there are things about my body, there are things about my circumstances, there are things that are happening in society. With man it's impossible, but... With all... So we want to have faith, don't we? We want to wake up and say, just a minute. One of the problems in life is most Christians go through their life never taking the normal things of life to God and realizing the possibility of what God can do. This morning, God can change you. It's time to change. You say, well, I've tried for so long. That's the trouble. With man, with God. Now say it out of your lips. With man, impossible. With God, all things are possible. Everything in my life. He can take hold of and change in a moment. Alright, got that? Are you sure you got it? Well, go on. Mark's Gospel, chapter 9. Mark 9. I said to you, there's something you have to do. And here it is in Mark chapter 9. If you can believe, in verse 23, if you can believe, 
All things are possible to him who believes. What have you got to believe? To? What have I got to believe? I've got to believe, and I've, I've preached on it, and if you don't understand it, get my book, Whose Faith Is It Anyway? It's in there. If you can believe, all things are possible to him. You see, most people when they pray, most people when they get in a situation, their real problem is they don't believe that God can do it. They hope he can do it. They think maybe he can do it, but they don't believe he can. There's hope. When they come, they ask God, hopefully. But faith is the substance. It's the reality. Faith takes hold of it. I start saying, I believe, God, for you, this is possible. When? Now. So you move not only to believing that everything's possible for God, you move to putting your faith in it. You believe it. That's what I believe. Now whatever the situation is in your life, in your body, in your circumstances, whatever the situation is in you, you've got to say, right, this morning I'm going to start believing God. Most people have more faith in their failure than they do in the God of grace. Most people have absolute faith in failing. You can look, you can see it on their faces. I look out at faces, I see unbelief. I know they have absolute faith. I see people who have absolute faith in their disease, their sickness, their inability. You can watch them. They minister to their disease. They keep it well. They don't want to get rid of it. They look after it. They nurse it. They nurture it. They don't believe in the God of the impossible. They believe in their disease. They really believe their disease is, that's the thing, you see. They cherish it. They nourish it. They think on it. Their mindset is on it. But I believe all things are possible. Hmm? Hello? I want to get under your skin. I want to get inside of you. I want to disturb you. I want to niggle you. I want to annoy you. I want to provoke you. There's circumstances in your life, well, well, that's just the way it is. No, it's the way you want it to be, because if you wanted it to be different, it would. Because there's a God of miracles here. Hmm? Hello? The reason you are like you are today is because that is what you want to be. Don't you give me the nonsense you can't help yourself. 
No one ever thought you could help yourself. But I believe in a God. I'm with God. Hello? We came to church for the all things are possible God, didn't we? It's hard to help yourself, isn't it? But it's great when God helps you, isn't it? Hmm? And you've got to believe. If you can believe all things... Are, can you believe that this morning? I believe all things are possible to him. But lift up your left hand. Your left hand. Should know which it is. Some of you try lifting up your right. Lift up your left hand. Say, I believe... All things are possible to him. He has absolute faith. World was formed through him. I believe him. Everything's possible to him. I really believe it this morning. He can transform my life. Today. He can transform my body. Today, he can do everything. He's God. He's Lord. He's my Savior. He's King of Kings. Amen? You know, when faith dies, success folds its wings and goes home. And that's the trouble in most people. Uh, what can you do? Well, you can do nothing, but God can do everything. Hey, I'm a Christian. I've got God on my side. What's impossible with man is possible with him. I'm a believer. Hmm? I want it to change. I want to take hold of what you can't see and make it substance. You know, in our society, we've got this idea of victimization. People are victims. You're a victim of your circumstance. You're a victim of your medical condition. You're a victim of society. You're a victim of your upbringing. You're a victim of your education or lack of it. You're a victim of this. You're a victim of that. It's not your fault. You're a victim of the colour of your skin. You're a victim of your size. You're a victim of your health. You're a victim. And what we have is a society full of victims. Social workers will tell you, it's not your fault. People will tell you, you can't help it. You're a victim. Well, when you're a victim, you can never have faith. You are what you are, not because of what your mother and father were or your grandparents were, not because of what they did at school. You are what you are because that's what you want to be. The only victim you are is a victim of yourself. Your self-centeredness, your selfishness. It's not what people have done to you, it's what you've done to yourself. How you reacted, how you behaved, that's what you're a victim of. Yourself. The only person responsible for your mess is you. The only person responsible for your condition is you. 
With man, impossible. With God, you see, you say you're a believer. You believe in the impossible. Well, faith is what? Substance. Things hoped for. A lot of you hope things will be different. Great, now's the time to start having faith, isn't it? Where does faith come from? Ah, it's a gift of God. Hmm? Something God gives you. Hey, God's on your side. It's not against you. You're against yourself. That's why Paul wrote, he said, people oppose themselves. A lot of people, they, they lock in and pose themselves. Hey, it's wonderful when you don't have to struggle. When you've got peace with God. When you're not trying to be something you're not. You are what God's made you because you have faith. You're not trying to get healed. You, you are because, hey, I've got the health of whole creation inside of me. His name is Jesus. In 1 John chapter 4, look what it says. In, um, oh, let's take it from verse 1. Now, don't get upset with this. I didn't write it. <laughs> Beloved, believe not every spirit. What are you not to do? Don't believe every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come and is come in the flesh. Whose flesh? Whose flesh? Hmm? My flesh. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. You can't confess that but by the Holy Ghost. Not something you say. Years ago I prayed for a woman. Remember she came to see me and I prayed. Uh, and she fell on the floor. And she said, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. And then out of her mouth come, came the words, I've gone, damn you, damn you, I've gone. But the spirit that can confess Jesus in my flesh. Can't do that but by the Holy Ghost. And you confess it with your life as much as with your mouth. Huh. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. How? Because? Greater is... Do you realize you've got someone greater than every virus, every disease, every thought, every power? You've got the greatest thing of all. You've got the great creator of heaven and earth living in you. 
You've got the one who says everything's possible living in you. He lives in your flesh. You have the power of God living in you. In your flesh. You have all that you need inside of you. Don't start trying to reach out for something else. You've got all things that pertain to life and godliness living in you. You've got God. And everything's possible to him. Isn't that right? Isn't it time you gave God the preeminence instead of your disease, your sickness? Isn't it time you stopped pandering to the lie and started believing God? Hello? Stop pandering to the circumstance and take hold of life. Stop giving excuses and start giving reasons. God is a lie. He's on my side. He lives in me. Devil, you're in trouble. Disease, you've no right. Circumstance, you're going to change. Why I'm taking control of my life. I have a saviour. He lives in my flesh. I have the creator of heaven and earth. All things are possible to him. You think you're going to win, devil? You've lost. You think you're going to have power? You're wrong. Called faith. Hello? Simple, isn't it? Hmm? Uh, 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 you don't understand. Well, you've not, no part, no lot in this. You see, by faith, we understand the world's refrained. Hey, if I've got God of heaven and earth, the creator of everything, living in my flesh, and greater is he that's in me than anything that's in the world, what have I got to worry about? Every virus, I want to tell you, submitted to Jesus every bacteria submitted to Jesus every thought brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ every notion God's the God of the impossible isn't he what's your problem hmm? oh it's just do you believe all things are possible to him Today, your life can change. Say, oh. How? Faith in him. Is that simple? You know, when I think about it, it's limitless, isn't it, really? Hmm? Really is limitless. You could stand up, you could look your disease square in the face, and you say, you've no right, filthy thing, get out of it. Let me nurse you some more. A lot of people like to be miserable because... It's harder being happy, they have to smile. 
A lot of people like being religious and mournful because they feel holy. But the joy of God, wonderful. Wonderful what God does, isn't it? There's some people who are just plain, unadulterated misery. Life is so hard for them. It's everyone else who's wrong. This person doesn't like me. That person doesn't do that. This person did that to me. That person, yeah. I want to tell you, you are what you are because you do it to yourself. Stop blaming everyone else. If you're a Christian, you've got control. If you're a heathen, it's everyone else's fault. The woman you gave me, she did it. Serpent, he beguiled me. Wasn't my fault. Society has made you a victim. It's time you started becoming a Christian. I am not a victim of life. I'm a Christian. I've been saved. Amen? Huh. You could change today. You could become a pleasant person. I hope you're not one of these people always con what, what's this person thinking about me? What's that person thinking about me? What's this? What's that? Oh, someone looked at me. I wonder what they're saying. Who cares? I never think like that. My only concern is God. I've got faith in him. I know it's possible for him to change you. That's why I preach. It's impossible for me to help you. But I've got a God of the impossible and he lives in me. Lives in my flesh. And I know that you're not going to win. Not against God. You might be fighting him, but I want to tell you there's a loser. <laughs> it's going to be you. Because God's going to win. You do understand that. You can side with the devil, but you're not going to win. Hmm. Matthew chapter 8. You remember the story, uh, verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came a centurion unto him, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, paralyzed, grievously tormented. Here's a man who comes to Jesus and he says, hey, I've got a problem. It's not my problem, it's my servant's problem. And you find down, if you look down, you'll see Uh, verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. All you've got to do, God, is speak, and it's going to happen. Hmm? By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. You created heaven and earth with one word. And here's a centurion who says, Hey, God, all you've got to do is speak. And that's it. Just say it. 
And it's going to be done. And look at Jesus' response. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. What was the faith? The faith was that when God said it, it would happen. When Jesus spoke, it's going to happen. That was faith. He commended the man's faith in him. The man believed it was possible. The impossible was possible. All Jesus had to do was say it and it would be. That's faith. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. What God says, I believe. Look, this morning you can believe God. What God says, it'll happen. That's it. Now that's easy, isn't it? Hello? And you can say, oh, I believe my disease. I've had it for 20 years. I wouldn't like to lose it. What else would I talk about? I mean, I've nursed it. I cherish it. Oh, I'd like God to deliver me. I hope he will one day in a sweet by and by. Not, hey, God's the God of the impossible. Hmm? You hearing what I'm saying? Here's a centurion that says, all you've got to do is say it and it'll be. Say it. Do you know what God's heritage for you is? Health. Do you know what God's heritage for you? Wealth coming from the Lord. Do you know what God's heritage is for you? Joy. Do you know what God's heritage is for you? Blessing. Do you know what God's heritage is for you? Freedom. Well, I hope. I hope he will. That's not faith. Faith is substance. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I just want to take you through the book. Come on. I want you to get your eyes on Jesus. I want you to have your mind made up. Verse 37, And there rose a great storm, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, saying, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They weren't so bothered about him. They wake him up, say, don't you care? We're the ones perishing. They didn't wake him up and say, Jesus, you're at risk. If the boat sinks with you asleep, you're gone. No, they woke him up to say, hey, don't you care about us? That's how most people are. They wake God up to tell him they've got problems. They're not caring about Jesus. He was asleep. He was quite happy. I'll wake him up. Dear, oh dear. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace! Be still. That's simple, isn't it? And look what happened. 
and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How about that? See, he was at rest. Everything around the disciples seemed to speak of disaster. What was Jesus doing? He was having 40 winks. He was asleep on a pillow. Everything was going. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that have never learned how to rest. All they can see is the storm. Look, God is not anxious. He has everything in his power. Do you know he holds the whole of creation in his hand? He, he's, not he's not really put out. The devil hasn't stolen a march on him. You think circumstances are running away with you. I want to tell you, God's in control. There is nothing in heaven and earth that isn't upheld by the power of his word. You think that God doesn't... I tell you, God knows everything. You see the situation, you say, Oh dear, oh dear, oh, Jesus, wake up, wake up, don't you know I'm going to perish? Wakey, wakey. And he said, why haven't you got faith? What's your problem? And he arose and he said, see, see, be still. Wind cease. And it was great calm. See, when he speaks, that's it. That's faith. All right? Are you still with me? Hello? Your life will change today if you'll listen. But there's something you've got to do. There's a secret you'll hear. If you'll hear this secret, things will change for you. But then, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Remember, Peter and John went up into the temple at the hour of prayer. It was the ninth hour. Okay, and there was this cripple. Then Peter said, silver and gold, verse 6, have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. And then he spoke and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He told the cripple, get up and walk. And what did the cripple do? He got up. He could have lay there and said, don't be silly, Peter, don't you know I'm crippled? That's how a lot of people are. When God speaks a word of health, they turn around and tell God, sorry, you don't understand my condition. Of course he understands your condition. Get up. It's called obedience, isn't it? Hmm? Of course he knows where you are. Well, are you going to lie there forever or are you going to get up? If you get up, you walk out of it. If you lie there, you lie there because you love it. 
Hello? It's called faith. Faith is, you're going to take hold of health or are you going to take hold of your sickness? Hmm? You're going to believe God or are you going to believe your disease? That's where the issue comes down, doesn't it? The issue comes down to a confrontation with God. The issue comes down to a choice. Well, I'm waiting for God to do it. He did it 2,000 years ago. By his stripes you were healed. Well, but I'm waiting for it to happen now. Happen then. Faith takes hold of it now. I'm waiting for God to deliver me. He did 2,000 years ago. He dealt with your sin 2,000 years ago. He dealt with your needs 2,000 years ago. Take hold of it. Oh, you don't know. Now faith's a gift of God. There's some of you sitting here who'll hear but not hear, see but not see. There's others of you who it'll be a living word to. Why is it one thing to one person and another thing to another person? Well, keep coming. Your time will come. Mark 11. Uh, let's say in the morning verse 20 in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him master behold the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away how long did it take took a day when they came back it was dried up from the roots you know when God curses something it's gone trouble is you don't see it when Jesus cursed the fig tree, they didn't see, and the fig tree represents shame, and shame came because of sin. You remember in the garden, I've talked all about that, uh, and if you can't remember it, get the tape. But when Jesus speaks, the roots dealt with. Sometimes you don't see the full result instantly, but what you have to do is take hold of the substance. He said it, that's it. And walk in the substance and you'll find it withers. But if you look at the natural, you'll end up in a problem. You understand what I'm saying? If you look out and you say, oh, well, I can see what's natural, you'll end in the problem. The moment he speaks, that's it. I believe it. Look what he says. For verily I say unto you, verse 23, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith if you look at your disease today and say or you look at the bondage in your life or you look at the situation in your life and you say God from today it's going to change and you start to tell God what you want to happen you can speak a creative word into your own life into your own body into your own being into your own situation and I want to tell you what will happen if you don't doubt in your heart but believe what God has put by faith into your being you're going to have whatsoever you say now that is what Jesus said I happen to believe is honest I believe the word of God Hmm? Hello? Now, did he mean it? Hey, you stinking disease. You've no rights over my body. You've no rights over my mind, you devil. You've no rights over my thinking. God said I can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and you can't stop me. Hey, sin, you lost your power on Calvary's tree. If you say it and believe it, you'll have it. That's what he says. Now, is he true or not? Hmm? Well, is he true? With man? Impossible. With God? This is what he says. Read it out. Go on verse 23. Everyone. For? Read it again. believe that what Jesus said here is true? No, do you believe it? Really believe it? So whatsoever he saith it shall come to pass. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You'll get the evidence. You say it. Don't doubt it. Believe it. It's going to come to pass. How? God. It's a promise of God. And every promise of God in Christ Jesus is yay and amen. Hey, this has to happen. Your life can change this morning. 
It depends whether you're going to join God and believe God or you're going to believe your circumstance. You're going to believe your situation. The trouble is, most of you don't want to really take the challenge. You see, faith demands action. Religion just says, oh, just believe, only believe. And hope. One day, God's going to do it. Faith says now's the time. Start speaking. That's it, devil. You filthy thing, you're finished. You're a liar, you're defeated. 2,000 years ago, Jesus stripped you of your power. You foul disease, Jesus stripped you. You've no right in my body. Jesus lives in my flesh. Get out! Hmm? Say it, believe it, you'll get the evidence of it. So many people, they, what they confess is, oh, well, you don't know how difficult it is. You don't, oh, you don't understand. You don't know the things I've been through. The reason you're going through them is you won't believe God. Time to believe him, isn't it? Hello? Goes on, next verse, next verse. Look at it. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Now, look at that. What things soever who desires. He causes me to will and to do. His good purposes, isn't that right? Whatsoever things you desire, that's great, isn't it? These are the things you desire are the things you hope for. Not the things you hope, isn't it? Hmm? A lot of people hope. Well, I hope for this. I hope for that. Says whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, what are you to do? Believe. Believe what? That you receive. And... Glory. Did you know that that was in the Bible? Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, this is not, oh God, I hope one day, oh Lord, I, I, I wish. People pray like that. That's not prayer. That's religion. That's dead. But when you come believing in your heart what things you say, you're going to be things you desire now I'm talking to Christians born again Christians who want God's will thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what sort of things you desire when you pray 
Believe that you receive and you shall have it. Lord, I need circumstances to change in my life. Well, that's fine, but what, what is it you really desire? I tell you this, most Christians don't pray. But they're, they're, they're religious. Hey, God, I need help. Wake up. I'm sinking. But they don't tell God what they desire. And when they do, they don't believe it's going to happen. And the last thing they'll do is receive it. How about receiving health? Oh, no, I'm praying. I'm waiting for God. No, no, receive it. It's a gift. Hmm? Got to learn how to receive. Let me explain something to you. I've done it before, I'll do it again. Go to my wallet. Look in my wallet. Find a small amount. Okay? Here. Found a small amount, see? From my wallet. Now, if I want someone, they say to me, I need some money. This is dodgy, this bit. Stand up, Anne. Women aren't possessive, see? Um, stand up, Anne. Here you are. If I said I need 20 pounds, go on, say. I need 20 pounds. <laughs> now, it's available. <laughs> it's available. What have you got to do? Receive it. But you see, God, all God's asking you to do is receive. In other words, he's asking you to say, and believe that you receive. It, so many people, they ask God, but they don't believe to receive. They wait and hope. They ask for prayer for healing, and they hope. They don't receive it, they just hope. They don't walk out saying, Hallelujah. What I ask, I receive. And if you'll receive, you'll have it. But the trouble is you don't have it because you won't receive it. What you do is you hope and you look for the symptoms straight away. God doesn't say look for the symptoms. God says receive it. And what happens? You've got it. different that's faith now it doesn't mean that your believing's done it it means that you've believed God who said it that's the difference the difference between name it claim it and this is your believing with man it's impossible with God all things are possible he said whatsoever things you desire when you play believe you receive and you shall have them I received it it's mine. It's mine. Do you understand? Most people when they come out for prayer, I see people, sometimes you ask them to come out for prayer, and the same old people come out, and I know they'll never get anything. Why? Because they won't believe to receive. They believe to hope. And the next moment, they're looking and they're looking at their symptoms, and the moment they feel any symptom, they say, there you are, it didn't happen. 
The reason is they never received health. They nurture their disease. Same in situations in life. You want God to change your situation, your circumstances? Believe that you receive. You've got to receive it. Take hold of it. Where's the 20 pounds? She's still got it. She's still got it. Now she's not looking and saying, well, I, I, I need to receive. She's got it. She believes she's received. That's it. Now she won't go out of the door and say, well, just a minute, because she's got it. That's walking by faith. Most people don't do that. They, they look and they say, well, oh God, you know, oh, just a minute, oh, oh, I feel a bit of an ache here. Oh, did God, has God said, and the devil just takes, them, takes all the gift away. They don't live in faith, they live in symptoms. It's time after time they'll come. And they're waiting for God to do the miracle. God's already done the miracle. Did it 2,000 years ago on Calvary's tree. And he's not doing any more than he's already done. And he says, when you pray... What are you to do? Believe that you receive and is God a liar? Who's the problem? Hello? Who's the problem? Say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in that his heart, but believe whatsoever things he saith shall come to pass. What will happen? It shall be done. Now is that true or false? Is God true? That's faith, isn't it? Real faith. Hmm? See, so often people are caught up in a hopism. Jesus. Jesus, Lord, touch me. I hope, it, I hope I'm better. I hope. And the next minute they're going taking their temperature, looking at any... Oh, I've got a symptom. It didn't happen. Well, I hope it'll happen next time. No, when you pray, believe. Believe what? You receive. What do you receive? You receive what he did 2,000 years ago for you. By his stripes, you were healed. Hmm? You've got to believe that you receive. Now is that, is that what the Bible teaches? Hmm? And you shall have it. Have the faith of God. The faith of God is what he says. I understand that the worlds were framed by him. Amen. Romans chapter 4. We'll look at couple more examples you say well verse 18 speaking of, of Abraham it says in Romans 4 who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of, na of many nations according to that which was spoken it was what God said he believed 
so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he looked at his body and saw what God had done to it. Is that what it says? What does it say? What? Read it out. He? He considered not his own body. I'll tell you what 90% of your problem is. The first thing you do when you hear from God is you consider your body. He considered not. You see, for a miracle, you have to start believing God and not what you think is essential. Abraham had a promise. God spoke. He considered not. His own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. All the natural circumstances were impossible. With man, impossible. With God, The trouble is, whenever you get to a situation in your life, you don't consider God, you consider the circumstances. You consider the possibilities. It was impossible. You know your problem? You look for the natural instead of looking at the supernatural. God's above the natural. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. That he did not doubt the promise of God. There was no way, it didn't matter what the circumstances said, didn't matter what the symptoms said, it mattered what God said. God spoke, that's it. He staggered not. And the promise of God through unbelief. But, what was he? Strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. Irrespective of natural circumstances, irrespective of anything else, irrespective of what he could see, he believed that what God promised he could do. That is faith. It is giving glory to God. God, what you said, I believe you can do. I believe you're the creator of heaven and earth. I believe you can do anything. I believe that what you say, you will do. That's giving glory to God. You come and you talk and you sing and say you worship God. How about giving glory to God? Stop looking at your natural circumstance. Stop looking at the deadness that's in you and start looking at the life that's in him. Hmm? Stop looking at your situation and saying it's impossible and start looking at God, who's the God of the impossible. What he said he'll do. Glory to God. That's faith. 
strong in faith. What? In what God promised he's able to perform. God's the one who performs it, not you. You're the one who believes it. You believe that God can do what he says he can do. That's all God asks of you. You believe that he's the God of the impossible. With man it's impossible. With God all things are possible. <laughs> if you can believe that all things are possible to him, he believes. He just asks you to believe the word is spoken. And it'll happen. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive. Hey, I'm going to receive this this morning. That's it. Devil, you've tormented me long enough. This morning I'm going to receive. What I desire, I'm going to have. And then you get strong in faith. And the devil comes and says, Ha, huh, but what about this? What about... You say, you liar. What God promised he can do. I'm a believer. Why don't you start believing God instead of believing your circumstances, believing the devil, believing the lies? Hey, you're a Christian. God's on your side. Time to believe God. Hmm? All gone quiet. Hmm? Can all change today. For years you've wanted something, you've desired it. Now it can be yours, you can receive it today. Year after year you've suffered, but now today. It's going to be yours. From today. God lives in me. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I've got God on my side. Hey, I'm on the winning side. Amen? This is going to happen. This is it. This is a great day. I'm glad I came this morning. This is it. Hey, I'm going to wake up to this challenge. I'm not going to consider my own body. I'm not going to consider someone else's body. I'm going to consider the God who promised. My faith is going to be in his promise. You see, that's where the real will comes in. You choose who you're going to believe. Abraham could have said, Ha ha! God, you're crazy! I'm a hundred! My body, Sarah's wounds dead! This is stupid! But God said it. And he said, it doesn't matter if it seems stupid, what I know is what you promised you will perform. What you said you will do. Strong. God will do it. That's faith in God. That's not believism. That's faith in God. What he said he will do. I will not doubt him. I'm not going to consider anything else. My faith is in him who's the God of the impossible. Matthew 18, just a couple more scriptures. Come on, look at this. Jesus said in verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever things you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever things you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
Hey, did you realize you can bind and loose? Have you ever thought you can bind the devil's lies and you can loose freedom? You can bind disease in your body and you can loose health. And it won't only be on earth, it'll be in heaven too. Whatever you bind, whatever you loose. If you say it and believe in your heart, it shall be so. Amen? Glory to God. Do you realize you can change heaven as well as earth? You can make a difference. You can begin, your life can begin on a new realm. You're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You can loose on earth the power that's in heaven. Speak it and it'll be. It's that easy. Glory to God. Hey, you can be different from this day on. You've got power. The enemy that's trying to do things, bind it. Bind it. Bound on earth, bound in heaven. Bring freedom. Health, life, liberty into your being. Okay? That's the promise of God. John 14. John's Gospel, chapter 14. Verse 12, John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And, go on, read it out, verse 13. Read it again. Whatsoever things you desire, you receive. Whatsoever things you ask, he says he'll do. Is God true? John 15, verse 7. Read it. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, You shall ask and do you believe it? Is this true? Did God say it? Do you believe that what he said he'll perform? You don't consider anything else. Just this word. God, the circumstances might be impossible. You're the God of the impossible. You said this, I believe it. Now is that true? Who's responsible to do it? God. He guarantees it. Chapter 16. He says to his disciples, uh, verse 23, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my, my name, he will give it you. Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask. Yes. 
that your the trouble with a lot of Christians is they're so miserable because they don't realize all they have to do is ask God God wants to be your source your provider God wants to be your healer your deliverer and the trouble is you don't ask him and receive it's all a question of believing God it's quite simple hitherto you have asked nothing in my name ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full that's your happiness God wants you to be happy whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe that you receive and you shall have them now do you believe all those things are in scripture to thwart you to hurt you hmm or do you think God loves you? He wants me to be a happy person. Hmm? Glory to He wants to give me what I desire. God's on my side. He wants to heal me. He wants to quicken me. He wants to make me realize He's a wonderful God. Salvation. He wants to make me whole. Body, soul, and spirit. I want to have faith. I want to be strong in faith. To be strong in faith is to believe what God says. The only reason you suffer lack is because you just don't believe God. The only reason you suffer is you refuse to accept that what he promised is able to do. There's some people that live their whole lives in that. But this morning it can be different. This day is a different day. This day is a day where you can challenge God. What you promise you're able to perform. Hey, this day is a day of change. This day you came to the meeting and everything can be different. This day is the beginning of days for you. This day. You hear the word, you believe the word, you act on the word. It's a day of action. God wants your joy to be full. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be a Christian that makes everyone else jealous. Whatsoever things you desire. Do you know there's a lot of things in your life you desire. You've never asked God for them and believed and received. But you've still got the 20 quid. You've still got it. You ask, you receive. Doesn't then vanish away when you see a symptom. You just don't believe the lie. You believe God. I asked, I received. That's faith. I took hold of what God promised. I'm not letting it go. It's mine. And you'll have it. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast in sea, and shall not doubt in the heart. Those things that he said shall come to pass, shall be so. That's faith. 
It's not faith in you believing in believism, it's faith in God. What he promised he's able to perform. What God said he can do, I believe it. This day. Amen? Amen? It's a choice. You can lie there and consider your body, or you can consider the God who said he'll make it different. I desire to be well. I desire to live. I desire to be free. God promised. What he promised is able to perform. Amen. Put your Bibles down, stand up.